Hey, good morning, everybody. Yeah, good to see you. Welcome to River Glen. Welcome, everybody, over in, in uh, Pewaukee on the other side of the camera. And uh, those of you joining us online, whatever your location uh, might be, uh, good to be together uh, with you. I'm really glad that you're here for what is really a historic weekend uh, for River Glen Church. Every weekend, we take up an offering. But today, uh, when we take up that offering later in the service, we're going to do something really bold. And uh, we're giving it all away, every single penny of it, to uh, meet needs. And uh, yeah, it's good to clap. It's a good thing to do, right? I'm excited. Uh, We're going to give it away to meet needs and uh, demonstrate uh, love uh, in our community and uh, around the world. And uh, we're going to trust God to uh, sustain our church uh, with uh, 51 offerings over the next, uh, next year. Today we're wrapping up the series. It's called Love Does. Each weekend we've been looking at the example of Jesus to see what love does, and we've discovered that uh, love speaks. It's not silent. Love uses meaningful uh, words, and love serves. It's not passive. Love springs into action, and love takes time for other people. Love expresses uh, meaningful touch. And today uh, we're going to experience firsthand that love gives. Love is generous. The most famous verse in the entire Bible, the most popular verse, connects, makes a connection between uh, love and generosity. Uh, John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he did what? He gave. Yeah, he gave his one and only son, Jesus, to the world. And then Jesus continued that trend and uh, gave his life on the cross as a sacrifice for our sins. It's the most popular verse in the Bible because it clearly shows God's love through the most generous act in all of human history. And when we see generosity uh, demonstrated, any, any generosity, it moves us. I mean, it, it touches us. It stirs us emotionally. And uh, we think our world needs more of that. I want to become a more generous person because we're made in the image of God and we instinctively want to reflect his love and generosity to the world. I came across some research about uh, generosity not Christian research, just secular research that found many benefits to generosity. Did you know generosity lowers your blood pressure? And it puts you in a better mood. Generosity actually releases happiness chemicals in the brain, endorphins and dopamine that create a giver's glow and give you a boost of happiness and a deeper sense of meaning and fulfillment in your life. It's been said we make a living by what we get and we make a life by what we give. Generosity is uh, beautiful. It's healthy for us because we're made in the image of God, and this is what love does. And so today's going to be historic uh, weekend in the life of our church. I don't think we're ever going to forget this weekend. And uh, next weekend's also going to be historic. Next weekend, we're beginning a new series called Battle Ready, going through the New Testament book of Ephesians because uh, everybody faces battles. I don't know anybody that doesn't struggle with something. But in Jesus, and we're going to learn this as we go through Ephesians, we have access to a new life that uh, prepares us for every single battle that we have to uh, face. And so I hope that you'll join us. And next weekend's going to be historic because we uh, celebrate the first birthday of Pewaukee. Uh, Pastor Dave and the team over at Pewaukee have had a great first year. They have grown our church and reached more people for uh, Jesus. Uh, Recently, I was out shopping. I was in a big box store. Somebody I didn't recognize came up to me and said hello and uh, went on telling me how they started attending River Glen uh, Pewaukee. And uh, they've never attended River Glen Waukesha 
And they went on saying how it has, God has changed their life, changed their family through River Glen, Pewaukee. And I loved hearing their story. And I want to thank all of you who gave uh, financially. Your generosity made it possible for us to launch the Pewaukee campus. Your generosity has changed so many lives. And I just feel grateful for your uh, uh, generosity and your, and your partnership uh, in, in support in the mission of Jesus, of making more and better followers of, of Jesus. But did you, know, did you know that generosity has a shadow side? Yeah. Um, I don't know if you ever thought about this, but many times our strengths also have a shadow side. Our, our strengths have a, have a weakness. They have a negative side. For example, maybe you're really good at starting new things, and that's a strength, but you struggle sticking with new things. Or maybe you, maybe you think critically, you think, you think uh, strategically, and that's a strength, but sometimes when you express your opinion, it comes across as harsh. Very often, strengths can also have a shadow side, a negative side that weakens us. Uh, even Kermit the Frog, yeah, even, even Kermit, uh, has a uh, shadow side. He's, one side of, of Kermit says, I just finished a great workout. And then his shadow side chimes in and says, eat a whole pizza. Yeah, you earned it. And uh, my shadow side says the same thing uh, to me. Our, our shadow side can work against us and disrupt our lives and perpetuate unhealthy patterns. And in order to grow in love and generosity, we need to deal with our shadow uh, side. But before we get into that, before we go further... I want to briefly review how we're going to give away today's offering uh, to meet needs in four areas. Each weekend we've showed a video and we've introduced one of the uh, areas of, of need. Today I want to show you, I want you to see a compilation of all four areas in uh, one uh, video. And then I'm going to highlight a few of them. So take a look. We are thrilled to be able to support so many great projects in our community and around the world through the Big Offering Giveaway. The portion of the offering going to the special needs community includes hosting the Night to Shine Prom this February and launching some new programming to bless these special friends throughout the year. In addition, we will be supporting Team Up With Families and Good Friend Inc., two local organizations that are champions for the special needs community. We will also be supporting students with special needs across the globe in Kenya. Our partner, Missions of Hope in Babadogo, will expand their special needs classroom, hire more staff, and increase services to the special kids in their community. The vision of the special needs program is bridging the gap between a person living with disability and a person without disabilities. So what will excite me is to see someone like Gift play joviary with other children making a child like Livalo to walk to where other children are instead of him waiting to be pushed there. If we have these children in our centers, I think the community will embrace disability and it will no longer be a challenge to the community, but rather be an opening door to the community. Another portion of the offering will support a home build with Habitat for Humanity in Waukesha. Just like in our past builds, we are coming alongside families that need a little extra help to own their own home. We love being able to support an organization like Habitat that is providing affordable housing in Jesus' name across Waukesha County. When our church gives um, large donations, that starts a whole new project. And that means one more family in our community can put down the roots and mm -hmm. have a place, a safe place to stay. 
At Habitat for Humanity, we believe in giving a hand up, not a hand out. Our mission is to put God's love into action. Our vision is a world where everyone has a decent place to live. The next portion of the offering will benefit our Love Waukesha and Love Pewaukee initiatives. We are passionate about our school partnership, so we will be helping Whittier achieve an important goal of installing a brand new sound system in their gymnasium auditorium space. This project wouldn't be possible without River Glen's generosity. 84% of our students are free and reduced lunch. Without community partners, we wouldn't be able to do quite as much as we do for our families. We are also excited to start a brand new partnership with Safe Families for Children. Safe Families rallies churches to provide host homes for families in crisis, and the church community supports these hosts in a variety of ways that demonstrate the love of Jesus and the love of the church for families in need. The final portion of the offering will go to support church plants across the country and across the world. Your generosity will continue to support Bright City Church in North Carolina, as well as a new church plant in Panama City, Panama. Jose and Rosa are passionate about reaching this area of Central America with the good news of Jesus Christ. Hi everybody in River Glen Christian Church. We are a Rodriguez family, Rosa and Jose. And we have a son, his name is Christopher. For many years, we are a missionary in El Salvador, in Costa Rica, in Ecuador, and Guatemala. And we try to impact the community because we love to plant in churches in every country, in every place. But now, in this moment, we are in Panama. We are in Panama City. The idea is to establish a new church here in Panama, and God help us for this. But thank you for River Glen Christian Church because you pray for us for Panama City in Panama is very important. Thank you for your support. I hope in the future you come in here with a, a mission team. Thank you for watching this video and thank you for your prayer. We can't wait to see how God blesses these many ministries, organizations, and populations through this weekend's offering. We have the potential to be a part of what God is doing across our community and the world that will make an eternal impact. Your gifts will transform lives this next year and for all of eternity. Thank you for being a generous church, River Glen. Thank you for showing what love can do. Yeah, pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah, God put some... God's put some amazing opportunities um, in front of our church to serve and uh, meet uh, needs. Uh, the first area, special needs uh, community. I think special needs uh, community has a special place in God's heart and, and needs to have a special place in our heart and in our church. And uh, today's offering is going to provide resources uh, locally for kids uh, living with special needs and their uh, families. And also uh, the offering is going to provide for the special needs community in the slums of uh, Nairobi, Kenya, in Africa. Many of us uh, sponsor children in a uh, slum in uh, Nairobi called uh, Baba Ndogo. We helped start this uh, new Christian school a few uh, years ago. But in these slums, I don't know if you know this, people, uh, people with special needs live with a stigma. Uh, the, the culture says people with special needs are cursed. They blame their uh, parents. It's uh, very cruel. And very dark. And that's why this offering today is a great opportunity to demonstrate love 
and to uh, shine love, the light of love, into uh, darkness by providing equipment and resources for a new classroom in this school building for uh, children with uh, special needs. And uh, I love this. They're going to call the classroom the uh, Thamani classroom. Thamani comes from the Swahili language, and it means value. Uh, this new classroom will value children with special needs by providing quality education, spiritual development, basic health care, two meals a day, and skilled therapy for children living with special needs. And so uh, today we're going to affirm their value uh, by uh, giving this uh, offering. The second area, first area of special needs, the second area is Habitat for Humanity. We're going to sponsor a new home in Waukesha for a low-income family through partnership with Habitat for Humanity. This is our third uh, third house that we're sponsoring with uh, uh, Habitat. Uh, we'll provide for the building materials, and then next year we're going to send volunteers to help build this house. And if you have never volunteered on a Habitat worksite, it is a wonderful uh, experience, and I hope that you'll take advantage of that. The third area is called Love Waukesha and Love Pewaukee. This includes our partnership with the uh, Whittier Elementary School in the city of Waukesha. As you heard on the video, 84% of the students at Whittier receive assistance with lunch. Many of these students and their families, they need our help. Today's offering will help the school and these students and their families. And also in this third area, we're beginning a new partnership with a local faith-based organization called Safe Families. Safe Families helps families in crisis by providing short-term foster uh, care for children. And uh, we're going to support uh, safe families through the offering today. And then uh, we're going to recruit and train volunteers from our church to serve uh, with this uh, organization. Now, I know uh, Safe Families is new for us, and so I just want to take a moment to tell you more about it. And we actually have a family in our church who serve as a host family, a host home, that I want you to uh, hear from. And uh, many of you know Jared Walker, and I'm going to ask Jared to come on out. Let's welcome Jared. Uh, Jared Walker. Uh, Jared looks familiar uh, to you. He, uh, he, he teaches here uh, 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 periodically. He's taught here many times over the years. Uh, does a great job. And uh, Jared and his wife Joanne and their family actually attend uh, River Glen, uh, Pewaukee, and they volunteer with uh, Safe Families. And I wanted to start out, Jared, by asking you uh, why you got started with Safe Families. Well, my wife's family, when she was growing up, they served as a, a foster home. And so it was on my wife's heart to consider foster care. Um, at the time, we already had five kids of our own. Now we have six of our own. And I was kind of thinking, I think, I think that's probably enough. So it wasn't quite as much on, on my radar. Uh, but attended a conference at a church in the Chicago area. And Safe Families for Children had a table there. And I got to talking to them about their vision of coming alongside families in crisis to provide resources before the state has to step in and, and take the kids away. So to provide resources to help keep a family together long term. And that vision resonated with me. And I talked with my wife about it. And so we've served as a host family for about five yeah. years now. Yeah, you, you've got a, a, a good-sized family of your own. How has uh, serving as a host home with uh, Safe Families impacted your family? Well, it definitely affects them. Sometimes one of our kids is, is um, adding another child to the bedroom uh, as, as we host a, a child. And so we always involve them in the decision. When we get an opportunity to host, we're asked to host. We always ask our kids what they think about it, uh, if they're ready for us to host another child. And this past summer, 
Up until then, we had always hosted just one child at a time. But it was actually our kids who said, hey, can we, can we host two kids at once this time? And we thought that's great that our kids have gotten to the point that they're excited about it and they wanted to be involved in even a, a bigger way to make a difference for a family. Yeah. I know that you uh, have conversations with people about uh, safe families. What is one of the most common obstacles that you hear from people about becoming a, uh, a host home for safe families? Something we hear a lot is, um, I don't think I could ever do it because it has to be really hard when the child goes home after you've um, uh, kind of, kind of um, let that child into your heart for, for that season. And there is an aspect of that, but by the same token, the vision is keeping the family together. And so that's success. That's a victory most of the time when a child is going home because we've worked to help keep that family together. And so that perspective has really helped with that. Where, yeah, it may be difficult to, to in some ways say goodbye, but we know that there's, there's progress being made for that family, and that's why the child is going, going home. Can you tell us a story? Can you share a story of God? God touching someone through safe families. We had a, a boy placed with us. Um, we can't show his, his, a photo of his face uh, for privacy reasons, but we have a couple photos that you'll see his hand and, and his feet along with our daughter who is about the same age uh, at the time that we hosted. He came and lived with us for a season because his mom had decided she was a single parent. She was in an unhealthy cycle in the community where she was living. And so she needed a fresh start to get out of that cycle, relocated more into this area, and needed some resources to help get back on her feet. She uh, wanted to work two jobs and uh, needed to save up deposit for uh, uh, her own place and first month's rent. Through some connections that we had, we were able to actually help her get into an apartment more quickly than she would have been able to. And when our small group heard about it and how she needed to furnish this apartment, our whole small group got involved. They donated cooking utensils, small kitchen appliances, furnitures. And so though we were the only ones who hosted that boy, our entire small group got involved in helping that family move forward in furnishing her first apartment. So we were able to bless that family in a mm. huge way. Sounds like God's doing some great work through uh, Safe Families. Thanks for sharing uh, with us. Thanks, and, Ben, for uh, the Keep up the good work. Thank you. Yeah. Um, really grateful that uh, Jared and Joanne are going to be helping us uh, get uh, Safe Families started here at River Glen. And I'm excited to see what, what, what God does. And if you're interested in, in finding out more about volunteering uh, with, with Safe Families, there's many ways that you can get involved uh, volunteering uh, with Safe Families. Or maybe you're interested in Habitat or with the special needs community or with uh, uh, Whittier. Uh, just go ahead and take out the, the welcome card in the seat back in front of you. And just write that down on that uh, space at the bottom. And you can put that in the offering uh, later in the service. Or you can drop that off at the uh, connect wall after the, after the service. One more area. Uh, the fourth area... Uh, uh, for the offering giveaway is church planting. Some of you may not know this, that many churches and individuals partnered together to launch River Glen Church back in 1997. And uh, we said from day one, we are going to be a church planting church. It's in our DNA. In 2006, we helped start the Ridge Community Church. And I love how God's using the Ridge. The Ridge, they just celebrated their 13th birthday this month. And uh, they are one of the fastest growing churches in Milwaukee uh, County. God's doing some amazing things through that uh, church. In 2010, we set this goal. Five new churches 
in 10 uh, years, which seemed like a really high goal at the time. But God provided, and we actually accomplished that goal ahead of schedule. You can see pictures of those churches on the wall in the lobby by the Red Sea Cafe. So we increased our goal to 10 new churches in 10 years, and we kept going. And uh, number eight, you heard about in the video, Bright City Church in Durham, North Carolina, led by Ike and Sharon Miller. They started a year ago. Recently, they added a second service to accommodate uh, growth. Today's offering will continue to support them, and it will also support a new church in Panama City, Panama, launching in March 2020. We'll count Panama City Church as number nine. Panama City is a large city that is really a hub in Latin America, and I'm looking forward to uh, traveling to Panama later this month to meet Jose and Rosa and see the work that God is, is doing. So uh, God has put some amazing opportunities in front of our church today to demonstrate love and make a bigger impact for Jesus locally and uh, globally. We're praying for a large offering uh, today. Our goal is $100,000, which is about twice our typical offering. And so it's a stretch for us. But wouldn't it be great to give away that much money to demonstrate God's love by meeting uh, needs. I'm grateful to be part of a church that doesn't turn inward. But we reach out to demonstrate love through generosity, and we trust God to take care of the needs of, of our church. But I want you to know that there is a, a shadow side to generosity. And I think we need to talk about it today because it can hold us back and keep us from demonstrating love and uh, meeting needs and advancing the mission of, of, of Jesus. We see a glimpse of this uh, shadow side in one of the most famous stories in the Bible about generosity, it's found in Mark chapter 6. It says a large crowd gathered together to hear Jesus teach. It says 5,000 men gathered uh, together. But it wasn't a men's gathering. And so when you add in the women, add in the children, it's probably more like fifteen to 20,000 people. This is like the Fiserv Forum in downtown uh, Milwaukee filled up. Okay? This is a big, big crowd. And as dinner approached... The crowd naturally got hungry, and the 12 disciples of Jesus, they came up with what they thought was a great solution. In verse 36, they say to Jesus, send the people away so they can go to the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves uh, something to eat. Makes sense, right? They're saying, you know, send these people to, uh, uh, there's a Culver's uh, over in Nazareth, and uh, they got to drive through for chariots, okay, send them over there. But sounds like a good plan. But Jesus has a different idea, and Jesus says to the disciples, you give them something to eat, which puzzled the disciples because they saw the massive size of the crowd. And uh, look at what they say to Jesus. They said to him, oh, that would take more than a half year's wages. Are we to go and spend that much on bread and give, them, uh, give, it, to, give it to them to eat? You know, the 12 disciples, they look at the size of the crowd, okay, and they do the math, and it's not going to work, okay? Uh, there's no way. I mean, it would take eight months of wages for everyone to have one bite of food. Now, it would be easy for us to just jump ahead to the end of the story where Jesus performs a miracle. But I want to pause right here. And I want you to think about what the disciples had seen Jesus do in past weeks and months. Well, they, they just watched Jesus calm a storm on a boat ride across the Sea of, of Galilee. They watched Jesus demonstrate power over the weather over nature. In the chapter previous, they watched Jesus tell a dead girl to get up. And it says the dead girl came to life. 
and got up. I mean, they watched Jesus perform many, many miracles. And, 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 and they saw the love and the power of Jesus. But when they saw this need, when they saw this hungry crowd, they didn't believe that Jesus could do anything about it. And that's what the shadow side of generosity looks like. It's a scarcity mentality. The idea that, you know, we don't have enough. Oh, we just don't have enough to go around. We do the math and it just doesn't work. It's not practical. And we can have that same scarcity mindset as the disciples. God's given us so much. I mean, God's given us more than we ever imagined. We've seen God bless and provide and multiply for, for us and for our church. But we think there, there, there's just not enough to go around this time. We just don't have enough. And this scarcity mindset also feeds our own desires to consume. It tells us you don't have enough. It convinces us that we need the newest and the biggest and the best. You know, my, car, my neighbor's new car makes my car look bad. Need to finish this home improvement project so that my house is good enough. It, the scarcity mindset whispers in our ear, you don't have enough. And this is what the shadow side of generosity uh, looks like. And it can block us from demonstrating love and meeting needs and advancing the mission of, of Jesus. But Jesus, Jesus doesn't have a scarcity mindset, does he? No, uh, Jesus lived with an abundance mentality an abundance mindset, the perspective that what he had was plenty and there would be enough for everyone. And the protest of the disciples, it didn't shake Jesus. And, and Jesus says to them, find out how much food you have. And so they, they, they look around and they, they figure out how much food they do have. And it's just five loaves and two fish. Not exactly a feast, is it? But look at the abundance mentality, the abundance uh, mindset of Jesus. Jesus takes the five loaves and the two fish and he looks up to heaven. He gave thanks and broke the loaves. And then he gave them to his disciples to distribute to the people. He also divided the two fish among them all. They ate and were satisfied and the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces of bread and fish. The number of men who was fed was, was 5,000. Uh, now I want you to notice something. 12 basketfuls left over. How many disciples were there? Twelve. Yeah, one for each of them. One filled up, leftover basket of fish and bread for each disciple. See, Jesus not only multiplied what they gave, he provided for their own needs. The abundance mentality opens up the possibility of love and blessing and multiplication. And so here's the question. Will you and I uh, choose an abundance mentality today? Will you and I let Jesus do something amazing all over again today? I want to give you a couple of challenges today. First one is I want, to, I want to invite, I want to encourage everybody to participate in today's offering uh, giveaway. And I'm not asking for me. I don't get any of this. Okay, I have no advantage in this. I just really believe that God put these opportunities in, in, in front of us to demonstrate love and meet needs and advance the mission of Jesus in our community, and around uh, the world. Now, some of you are new to River Glen, and maybe you've never given to a church offering before. Maybe, maybe today's the first time that you're going to do that. And you know what? That'd be awesome. Because it's not just a financial step. It is a spiritual step. It is a step of love. Second challenge, I want to encourage you, give what God leads you to give. Maybe you came in today with a number, you know, in, in, in your mind. But if God prompts you, if God 
uh, nudges you to increase it, maybe even double it or add a zero on the end of it, you, you give what God leads you to give and uh, you won't regret it. Marnie and I talked and we've decided to give our uh, biggest offering of the uh, year. Um, and I encourage you to do the same. What if we would all do that? Give our, give our biggest uh, offering of uh, the year because that's what love does. Love is not primarily concerned with, with our needs. Love, is, love gives to meet the needs of others. Love doesn't get paralyzed by the size of the need. Love doesn't wait for others to step up. No, love does. And love gives generously. Love gives abundantly. Now, there's a couple ways that you can give today. You can use that uh, offering envelope that's in the uh, seat back in, in, in front of you. Or you can give uh, electronically to this offering before midnight uh, tonight. You can take out your, in fact, you can take out your smartphone right now. You can text the number on the screen. It's uh, super easy to do, and, uh, you know, you can give right now. So here's how we're going to do it. I'm going to pray, and during this next song, uh, we're going to do, do this a little different. We're going to do communion and offering together, okay? We've got several stations that are getting set up around the uh, room, and during this next song, you can just go to one of those stations, pick up your communion cups, and give your offering. Here's how I want you to think about it. Communion represents God's love to you, right? The bread represents Christ's body. The juice represents Christ's uh, blood. Communion represents, represents taking in God's love. We receive it. Um, we, 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 uh, we receive it through communion. And then next to the communion tray is a wood box where you can give your uh, offering. Now, uh, some of us already gave electronically this past week, <clears throat> which goes into this offering. But if you'd like to add to that by giving today, you can, you can use the wood box or you can uh, use your smartphone when you return to your, when you get back to your seat. But I want you to think of the offering as God's love flowing through you uh, to meet these needs locally and uh, globally. So God's love to us in communion, God's love through us in the offering to help people locally. And uh, globally. And so I'm going to pray. And uh, during this next song, you can just get up and make your way to the stations and take the communion cups with you. And our communion is open to anybody who receives God's love through Jesus. And right next to the communion trays, you can uh, give your offering in the uh, wood, wood box and then return to your seat with your communion cups. And uh, when you're ready, eat the bread and uh, drink the juice. And remember that God so loved the world that He gave. Jesus, his one and only son, and whoever believes in him will not perish, but will have eternal life. Let me pray for us. God, thank you for demonstrating your great love by sending Jesus into this world to set an example for us of what love does, what love looks like, and to die on the cross for our sins so that we can live with you now and forever. Thank you for this most generous act in all of history. And God, thank you for putting some great opportunities in front of our church today to, to meet needs and, and demonstrate your love and advance your mission in our community and all around the world. God, I pray that we would, we would step out and trust and choose the abundance mindset today. And God, we ask you to use these resources. Bless these resources that we give today to demonstrate your love and change more lives uh, for Jesus. And it's in his name that we pray. Amen.